if you ever stop the damn countdown for this, is this on? Yes, we're on. Jesus Christ. All right, Here come on go. with it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode <laughs> of the Brothers Podcast. Give it up for yourself. Jesus Christ. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? I am your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. The Voice of Chicago. He has an AKA I now. I have an AKA now. Along with my co-host, state your name, brother. Steven, City P. Watson. I, that is my AKA. It sounds good to me. And we are. The brothers. Yes, we are. You know, you call yourself the voice of reason. We're going to be like our boy Evo. We're going to abbreviate and call you the voice. No, I'm the voice of Chicago, man. All right. VOC? VOC. VO. So we're going to call you VOC then. There you go. For the Dante, the VOC. We rapping, right? And you know why we rapping? It's that. Because we got a slapper of a topic tonight, man. This is the type of art topic that brings fights out. You know? This is the barbershop topic tonight, man. This is the barbershop topic tonight. But before we get into that, we got to get into a little bit of something we like to call town, town hall business. business. Stay something you got going Ah, what I got going on. You know what? As we always do, shout out to the young brother, Weirdo Lee, Troy Simpson. Nebula 5 is his producer name. He's got a Weirdo Lee podcast. Be sure to check that podcast out on Anchor. What do you got? Man, I got somebody a little bit different this What's time, up? man. What you got? There is a young black couple doing it. Entrepreneurial side of the game, man. Mm-hmm. They're married. They got a company called Young and in Love. Aww. And what they do, they do something real dope, man. I want y'all to peep this out. I actually shared a little bit of it on my uh, profile. Yeah. They literally drove like marriage therapy dinner parties right under candlelit dinner outside winter wonderland type of vibe mm-hmm. nice african-american pictures in the background real poultry haberdashery like man and so that's what i want y'all to do i want y'all to go at www.youngin'inlove and i want you to check these people out because they are doing it for us man this is something that we all need got somebody else with? well as of Tuesday, shout out to our good friend Miss Kim Brio for showing up for us on Tuesday for real talk. We appreciate that, Kim. You will see her very, very soon again. She also has her own podcast. So yes, check she out does. Kim Brio. Search Kim Brio on Facebook. She has her own podcast, and you will see her with us very, very soon. Yes, man. You got somebody else, man. Shout out to JMC, our little brother JMC. He just dropped a new single that's about to come out real soon. It's going to be it's available on SoundCloud. I've already forgotten the name of it. He's probably going to be upset, but it's coming out on SoundCloud real soon. And it was out on SoundCloud. I apologize. It's out on SoundCloud. It's going to be on iTunes, on Spotify, everywhere real soon. So check it out. It's a compilation of this boy, Freddie. Freddie Gibbs, I think. Freddie Gibbs? Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs? Freddie Cat. Whatever. I, I, I hope it's Look, Freddie Gibbs. It is Freddie Gibbs. Okay, but shout Let's him out. Gibbs. Shout yeah. him out. He's dropping a new single. It's coming out. So I think it's coming out this weekend. So peep that. Man, you got anybody else you want to talk about, man? Shout out to our viewerships. Our viewers. Thank you, fans. Thank y'all for coming tuning in every week. We appreciate everything. Thank you for tuning in to this show. Thank you for tuning in to my show. Thank you for tuning in to all the future endeavors that we gonna have going. Because guess what? We got some banger, and I mean banger type stuff that's about to be cooked up. It's coming. Next level type stuff. And we're coming with it hard. Oh, back. (laughs)
Okay, two. So, I hope you ain't got nobody. That's a lot of shout-outs. That's... I had three. You only had one. I only had one, man. Okay. And the reason why I only had one, because I want to get into tonight's topic, man. This is about to be... This that barbershop talk, man. This might actually break a fight out here, right? Because this is this this is the... Be bored. I don't like this the is the type of conversations that like we space. have that... This is, this is real. Brothers in the street argue about this all the time. How many of y'all had this conversation about your, your favorite artists out there? Your top five? Your top 10, when they do the top 10. How many of y'all feel that some of these dudes out here is just plain whack? And somebody, like and here's stuff. the thing though. A lot of people out there, you call them whack. They may not like, the fans might not like that. They think that's disrespect. Hey, listen, man. We all got our opinions. And that's why tonight's topic, we are going to be talking about rap and hip hop. What the f- is going on? Because, man... There's so many varying views, man. You got the old school versus the new school. Mm-hmm. You got these people coming out with the mumble rap. You got just a lot of the different things that rap has done for us today, yeah. man. And so what we want to do is we're going to get into all of that, man. All of them topics, man. And we want this to be an interactive show. So listen, everybody, you got an opinion? You want to shout somebody out? Hey, you just want to be stupid and ignorant and say something? We'll laugh at it. Maybe. Might. If it's not funny, we're not gonna laugh at it. Probability, but please. We'll probably clown you on the air. Yes. More likely, we'll clown you on the air. Chris, don't come on with them suspenders, man. Get a new profile picture. Oh. Told you, man. You look like a transgender cheerleader, man. Ah. Second jazz hands. <laughs> so, man. man, listen, man. Let me hit you off with something, man. Cause I, What's up? I wanna know something, man. This rap game, man. How old are you? That's on my age. Thirty-two. Oh, you a woman? Yes, what you gonna tell well, me? you did that pretty well, okay? So I'm imitating I, you. I saw you. No, you didn't imitate times. me. I don't fucking all in the club. Ooh, what are you talking about? And I can't get over you. Why you keep making up this lie that I did this? Like I don't look, understand. Look, before though. we get into this, look, this dude was at an Afro fusion party singing. What's her name? LMA. I call her anime. She was singing. This dude was singing this to the top of his lungs. This. This nigga had the wrist straightened everything like this. I swear to God, the DJ had to tell this nigga to stop singing. I swear to you. I kid you not. He knows it's true. That's why he's not rebuking it. No, I don't know it's not true because you just made up this whole elaborate lie for like the last two I'm minutes. I'm not making up a lie, man. When did this happen? I don't even know it when this happened. It was fusion party. When? Persona. We never been to Persona. We did go to Persona. No, we didn't. It We've never went in the whole game. Stop lying. We've never even been to Persona. So we didn't go to a place with me, you, Troy, and we threw that party. That wasn't Persona. even no. What even Persona? So oh, you well, already lied. I don't even know what place we talking about because that never happened. So if I prove it, you gonna owe me another five dollars because you still ain't paid me. You would no. You ain't never paid me. I ain't get no cash. App, I ain't get nothing. If I prove this to be true. Another prove five. it, and I want my prove money. Prove it. I want my money this time. Prove it. I'm gonna prove it, people. We gonna get into it, but listen. Yeah. Man. All right. Thank you. Let's get into this topic tonight, what are you man. Talking about. Uh, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Show me. Now, I didn't need to. Now, now, now don't be indignant now. I have. I need to see this. Cause you're sassy. You were sassy. I'm. Nah, I don't know what sassy is. You and Tank in there. I Tank was dancing with somebody. You was on there singing on the couches. It was weird. Go. On. We didn't do sassy. Think you had some champagne? I don't know what's going Champagne's on. Champagne's good though. For the most part. 
Let me ask you a question real What's quick, up? bro. This rap game, man. Okay. Like I said, man, we've been dealing with the mumble rap going back and forth and all this type of stuff. We've been dealing with these new artists beefing with the old artists. We've been dealing with white rappers beefing with other white rappers. Shout out to MGK and Eminem. You actually shouldn't get any credit, MGK. <laughs> because Why are you, you disrespecting them like that? No, I didn't disrespect MGK. Why are you... MGK disrespected himself when I found out the brother had his whole verse ghostwritten. That whole little verse that we was like, man, he got it, Eminem. He in there eating what, a rap cereal. double? Yeah, rap double. Yeah. In there eating a bowl of oatmeal, look like he had no sugar in it because he's Caucasian. And we was like... <laughs> that, that's this distinction. I had to do that. Yeah, yeah. And we was like, man, you done did your thing. Come to find out, man, somebody had ghostwritten that whole thing. Man, what was going on with that? Because you know you do whatever it takes to win. Even though you lost. Even with all that going on, man. Now, all that stuff, man, it got to be some significance in this rap game. So, tell me. Because you're more of a rap head than I am. I'm, more, right. I'm more eclectic. My, my style you, you, is... You all over the place. My style is out there. You all over the place with your style. Go look at some internet. The internet or... Or, or uh, Sampha or uh, just... Anybody you think white black people shouldn't be listening to, that's probably what I'm into. Yeah. Tell me what you feel the significance of hip hop is. Man, let me tell you something. As far as us, as far as what we grew up on, hip hop was everything. I mean, hip hop put you through a hip hop was our voice. Hip hop was our culture. Hip hop was our style. Why you keep saying was? Huh? Why you keep saying was? Because it's a lot different than it is. Back then, well, go ahead and tell us how. Well, I'm gonna give you a little quick little thing about this. So back then, so back then, like hip hop has was like literally like you remember Fubu for us boys. That's basically what hip hop was. It pre predated all of that. That was our cultural movement. Mm -hmm. That was our sound. That's what made us in the urban communities where we are back then. Mm. I say that. Was because nowadays it's been really drowned out and diluted into garbage. So you think that this whole rap game has been contaminated by all the stuff that's coming out now? All the, the, the synthesized sounds? All of the people that's really not talking about nothing in their songs? Because you it's know, been desensitized. But you, but you be in the club like this. But the beat is thing. You can make any... You, apparently we in a culture nowadays where anything you throw in a rap in a song... Can be outsourced and downgraded with a good beat. Once you get the structure of what you're doing, man, you throw it in the song, man, it's banger. It's it. It's a banger. You don't even know what they saying, but that beat dope, though. No, I ain't gonna say that. All the the beat, that beat be dope, but that's all you got is a dope beat. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to do that, just listen to an instrumental then. Because I ain't listening to half the things they be saying in these tracks anyway. No, but you listen to the vibe. The, the, the vibe has to be there. I guess words have to be evolved for the vibe to be in there, which is still stupid. So basically what you're telling me is that you think a lot of it, let's say about, let's say I need 30% okay. of the music that we're listening to today is just straight trash. It's not really 30%. 40, uh, we go a little higher than that. 50? A little higher. Tw 50 plus 20. That's a, a lot. You say a 70. That's 70. You think that's trash? Go to 72 and we'll God, be fine with that. You is a petty nigga. You I'll go to 72. I'll, hey, that's you what I am. Pettiest we'll, go to 72. <laughs> we'll go to 72 and be all right. Look, there's some exceptions. You got your 
A lot of people talk about this man. I like J. Cole. Like people J. think Cole. they J. Cole's boring, which I don't understand how. He's more lightning than he's boring. I like Kendrick. You know what? I might give you 80%. 80% of this rap that we got out You gave 80%. I'm getting 80% straight trash. Well, why is it 80% then? Because I want to tell you some. And I want to pose a question to you. You're going to understand where I'm coming from. All right, from. go ahead. I want to hear this because you said Because 80s. you said 72%. I'm saying 80%. All right, so you're going And the reason me. why I'm saying it is because I feel that this rap that's going out today is a reflection of what's happening in these streets. Mm-hmm. If you look out in these streets, it's just straight purge action going on out here. And this is kind of what I'm alluding to with this question. How do you feel that this 72 to 80 percent trash rap is affecting the black community out here, man? Well, right now, currently, is affecting them very, very negatively. Mm-hmm. There's no message. Oh, no, There's no movement behind it. This is just for selling records and making music. It's promoting more drug use and violence than it's ever did before. Right. Because at least back then, at least there was drug use and violence for a reason. What was yeah. the reason for like somebody doing a bad deal or something like no, that? No, I mean back then that was how communities got built up. Let's be honest, there's a lot of bad people did a lot of bad things to do some, did a lot of bad things for good things to happen in our communities back then. Now it's just bad things for bad reasons just because the hell of it. I don't really agree with that, man. I feel why like, you? I mean, because I'm about I, to tell you why I don't agree with it, man. Because I feel like hip hop, first of all, never was the essence of hip hop was never bad. It wasn't created with bad intentions. Actually, it was created to unify us. It was created out of the b-boy stance back in the 1970s. After that, it transformed into the lyrical because you had all these people. You had DJ Mally Maul. You had Dougie Fresh, Sugar Hill Gang. And I don't think they was talking about in these are the bricks. Break them down, break them down. They weren't saying all that. So a lot of times it was used as party music, party anthem. But then... I'm going to tell you why I feel like 80% to 72% of it is just straight trash now. Y'all ain't going to even see this coming. Because hip-hop and rap lost its actual culture of uplifting black people. You know what it started to do? What it started to do? It started to get incorporated by the powers to be, the white society, the white corporation. But that's what mumble rap is now, basically. Well, mumble rap, I wouldn't say is the white corporate structure. I would say mumble rap is a reflection of people just trying to make money and don't care how they kill the culture. That's what I feel mumble rap is. So what part of this whole genre that get incorporated for you then? I feel like, and I don't know if people uh, remember this article, it was an article that came out about three years ago. Uh, said around the time when Chuck D. Public Enemy came out, KRS <coughs> One was uh, in the middle of what he was doing around the early '90s. They was realizing that this hip hop wasn't all just about fun and games. It wasn't all just about playing. These people was actually putting revolutionary notes and revolutionary gestures inside of their music. This stuff wasn't just making people dance. This was giving people hope. This was giving people hope for the future. So people were starting to organize to this stuff. Do anybody really remember? I know I'm 32, he's 32. If anybody younger than that, y'all probably ain't gonna remember this. You probably heard your uncle or uh, older cousin say this. But when Public Enemy was out, Public Enemy wasn't about no games. Public Enemy was about militant, military precision, bro. It was almost like an offshoot of the Black Panthers, but you put it in musical form because everybody was moving and grooving to it. But they was giving you a message. And that message was about who you are as a black person, your heritage, your culture, where you come from, your history. And I'm not talking about old Thurgood Marshall. I ain't talking about 
Harriet Tubman history. I'm talking about how you was here on this soil before any slave ship that came. You know how detrimental that is for the powers to be to find out who you truly are? And then we're the only ones. Then you had diggable planets, the underground, dead press. Dead press came maybe about ten years after. But still they, they, they would evolve. They evolved down the line too. They were but see, they Dead were a guy that they were a hope. I had hope for them. But see, Dead Press came at a time where that revolutionary, the uh, corporate structures, the Def Jams, the Interscopes, the Sonys, when they realized that they can't necessarily kill it all the way, they started to make it more commercial. So I do appreciate Dead Press because everybody remember it's bigger than right. here. Ha, here, ha. That, that was my song back then. But like I was saying, back in the 1992. 1992. This man that came out with an article about 2010 saying that in 1992, when the rap music was starting to switch, they had a organized, and when I say organized, I'm talking about top secret Bilderberg type yeah. organization. They had a meeting and they invited top execs, they invited police officers, and they invited a lot of influential congressmen. And the meeting was about making the rap music about sex, money, and drugs. So it will stimulate the people that hear it, and this is kind of COINTELPRO if y'all know what that is, to start to do these actions because they will want to emulate the people that they see on the music television, right? So the man said he went into it, he had to sign a non-disclosure, but he told. And what they were specifically doing was saying, we want y'all to do this. So we can start to build these private prisons so we can get these African-Americans stockpiled inside of these private prisons. You know, every time we've had these conversations, the whole this goes into a private meeting and into a stockpile, into a, it's, it's almost like people would consider this as a conspiracy theory. It ain't no conspiracy, people. You know, I'm just saying, Mike, consider that to be a conspiracy theory. You think he playing with you? He know where your mama like stay. He all... know where my mama stay. You said he had a gun when you seen him, right? Did spit on the side of my face. Right? Well, name one person in the hood that played like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was horrible. Y'all didn't like that. that no, was... I didn't like that. That was absolutely horrible. The point of what we're trying to make is. <laughs> I thought it was good. Until you went into character mode again. Yeah. It. I. It's the spirits. I'm sorry. It, the spirits. You you are one eclectic individual. Yeah, I told it. Right. The, the point is, nowadays it's kind of really there's no message. Yeah, but it's, it's a, really it's but really, it's a reason why it ain't no message, it's bro. A reason why it's message. Like but, but, this but, stuff don't happen by just disorganization. They organized it so it wouldn't be no message, and that was one of the pivotal points where it wasn't. When they said, "Well, man, I see how it got these black people's and some of these minorities' ear. Let's make this." So that we could profitize off this and not just by record sales, man. That's when the private prison systems actually started in the early But 90s. it's done more than that now. Nowadays it's done more than that. Because now, even though, like I said, even though what you're saying may be true, but it's also one bigger issue. It's also now become more commercial. It's now become a pop culture thing. Rap music lost its message and became more pop culture. Now everyone in music is involved in it. You got... Guys like Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa is black. What you talking? About? I said Wiz Khalifa. But he's black. What you mean he's involved in it? You act like I thought you. No, were about I mean say, I'm talking about. I, I thought you were about to say Ariana Grande. I was <laughs> gonna say that. I was. I'm trying to translate. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, bad example. 
You got people like ASAP Rocky going toe-to-toe collaborating with Ariana Grande or uh, what's that other girl's young name? The one, um, see, I'm horrible with names. I'm trying to remember. She used to date that little white boy. <laughs> I can't remember. Gomez. Yes. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. You are, see, yes. you didn't have to even know if you knew who I was talking about. Yes. ASAP Rocky had a little collaboration with Selena Gomez. He had a collaboration with ASAP Rocky. We see Britney Spears work with Snoop Dogg. We have seen shit Taylor Swift working out with uh, Juicy J. But at the same time, on the precedence of precipice of hip hop, you saw the Rolling Stones or Aerosmith working with Run DMC. So that type of pop to rap collaboration has always been around though. Well, that pop to not, uh, that was rock. That was that, that was, was rock. That rock uh, was pop. Back rock, then. you know, honestly, you know, but we already know rock came from us anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It came from African American people. I don't want to give a damn what anybody can say. Shout out to say. Chuck Berry. Thank you. The inventor of rock and roll. Rock and roll came from black people, so technically that wasn't that much of a crossover. Pop was more of that cultural blending. Justin Timberlake is a prime example of that because, boy, he loves to blend our culture with his Man, shit. but just, okay, man, we but know see, that. But see, the thing is, the, all that, the cultural impact of that is really mm-hmm. devastating. The only thing that really did was it actually expanded the music form, art form and the music. Because now it's not just the urban thing. It's not just the hood thing. It's everywhere. Like, literally everywhere. You can't even go on to your local radio station without hearing one rap song. We went from MTV Jams and BT's Rap City, 106 Apart, to now you got people in China listening to hip hop and our hip hop and rap music. So, what do you think that tells you about the rap culture? Because it seems like now rap, rap culture is basically now a profit margin. It's it's not it's really more commercial now than it is before. It's for profit. It's no longer our sound. It's not our sound. It's not something that we grew up. We grew up on. It's not something we were raised on. So you feel that the evolution of this hip hop game then took a turn for the worse. It took hip hop has taken a turn for the worse. In what way? It took it to a turn turn for forces that now everybody can do it, even when they have no talent. It's just a matter, like we just said before. It's just a matter of whether or not you can get a catchy hook. I don't know about that, man. Because I, even though we don't like none of these kind of these mumble rappers out there, we still play it. It's a reason why we're still playing it. And a lot of this, even though, and I say this to a lot of my old heads out here, man. Even though you might not like the music, man. A lot of the the, the composing of the music, a lot of the producing, the snares, a lot of the highly technical sounds that you're starting to hear. Like you hear sounds that. You're not even aware of till about two, three months later. Like, damn, I didn't know they loaded the bass with the tings like that, man. And I didn't know they had it on four counts instead of eight, man. That's dope. So, like, I think, like, the technical ability of the the music has gotten better. It's just that, and on some real stuff, I feel that it's a fad to not like the new thing in hip-hop. I don't think it's that much of a fad. It's about quality. If it's a fad, then it would be a better quality. I mean, it's like, what, you're saying it's more of a trend to hate this new music nowadays? Yeah, because one thing that we fail to remember, man, even the people back in our time hated our music. And then those were the Run DMCs. Those were the, uh, 
who who was some Spice Ones? Them were the uh, DJ Quick people, and the DJ Quick people was getting headed on by the Sugar Hill Gang people, and the uh, Melly Bar people, and the Melly Ma people was getting headed on by the Temptations people, and the you know the, so it seemed like it's always a fad to hate on the next big thing that's coming up, man. So, but what's so big thing about what we're listening to right now? Look in twenty years and see what they say. Because they might be like, man, I remember back in my day, at least we could dance. That shit might get so technical. I mean, 20 years later, you might be like, I don't even hear a beat no more. It's just well, a nigga in the back going, ting, 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 Well, after 20 years go from now, <laughs> but right now, I'm just not feeling this new culture. I don't feel it. It's nothing. There's no, port, there's no importance to this. There's no message. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that this new culture is beneficial to, wait for it, do you think it's beneficial for life? A positive way of living. Do you think it's going to make us be in a better place in five years with the way that this rap culture is going on today? I think that it's become now so irrelevant and minuscule that and it's so commercial that it really is not going to change anything. Right. Because there's nothing shaking the trees. There's nothing speaking out the truth. Like I said, now we got a guy on here named Isaac Green who says he's not really that big of a fan. He's not, he says that J. Cole and Kate, who's that? J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar aren't that good. I disagree with that. I absolutely disagree with that. I don't agree with them. No, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. He says, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even say, oh, are good. They are considered good because the bar has been oh okay the bar has been set too low i may give you that the bar has kind of been set that low the bars was set too low but exactly what what do you mean by what the bar set too low what is he trying to elaborate on that one he's trying to say that the competition that's out there man like a lot of the things you got to have is just a catchy hook after you got that man you good you can say a couple of words and stay in a cadence and you got a song but kendrick lamar and j cole do one step above that and now they're like critically acclaimed but is it really one step though well, I'm not saying that. Like, I'll say, I mean, let's, I'm sorry, but the, the talent level from you guys like J. Cole and Kendrick to Mumble Rappers is a pretty wide margin. Sorry, but it's a pretty wide margin, so I can't really give you that, oh, the bar was set so low. They were well above the bar before the bar was even, they even got to it. You know what, man? So Even I'm though we're having this conversation, I'm going to be real with you. All this stuff is just COINTEL Pro operations to brainwash us into doing what they want us to do anyway. So we acting like we acting like sitting here having this conversation about hip-hop and rap is on our discretion. Like, it's something that we chose to do, man. They know what they've been doing. Like I alluded to back in the 1992, they didn't just say we're going to rap about drugs, money, pimping, and women and randomly we just gonna have people in jail they knew that this specific type of vibration that this rap gives off it enacts something inside of us that want to show off our dark side man so people say man i don't give with the mumble rap because it's this or they don't like drill music because it's that you sure like it because it's mentally brainwashing you to do something that you normally wouldn't do Matter of fact, hold on, let me say this real quick. Matter of fact, you go to your local club on this Friday, on this Thursday, on this Saturday. You could be grooving to what he liked, this LMA. Ooh, and I can't, and you chilling. I don't dance, I didn't dance. No, no, I ain't even trying to be funny, even though you was feminine. Fuck. 
even though you could be dancing and grooving to that song, let some cheap keep that's that that I don't like come on, man. Even though your even though your disposition is gonna change, you cannot tell me that your entire energy is not gonna shift. Aren't you gonna become more violent? Inside, I ain't even talking about you hit nobody, but aren't you gonna feel more aggressive? Do you know what that means if a vibration of music causes you to become more aggressive? That means that it's literally controlling your mind, it's controlling your mentality, your emotions. So one thing that I hate when I hear people say is, man, music don't control me. This rap music controls us, man, and that's why this shit is so detrimental, man. We always talk about rap culture, hip hop, all that shit, man. Man, let's talk about what it's really doing to us, man. This is the theme song for Carnage. This is the theme songs for The Purge. And I don't really get down with it like that. That's why I like a lot of eclectic music. Like, real talk, man, I could've just sat here and just had barbershop talk about, man, J. Cole's better, this and that, man. But seriously, y'all gotta realize what this rap music is doing to us, man. It's putting us in a different mind frame. It's putting us in a mind frame that doesn't allow us to express ourselves on an energetic level. And when we express ourselves, it comes off in some random shit that we didn't even know what was inside of us. I'll give you a prime example. Everybody out here, start freestyling right now. And if you can get through three minutes of freestyling without mentioning guns, violence, sex, or let's say some uh, hurting somebody, I will give you $5, but I'm 100% sure that you can't. Because that's what's been programmed inside of us when we think about rap music and try to express it, man. So, yeah, I like rap. He like rap. But, man, this shit is too detrimental to the black community. It This has to be changed. And when I say black rap, I'm not just talking about this Chicago drill-style music, man. That was a detriment. Okay, it gave a lot of people some money. It gave a lot of people some, some fame. A lot of people got up out the hood. A lot of people died from this drill music too, man. A lot of people was dying when they decided to do that contract. Which, what I was just talking about at the beginning, that shit really happened. And they really did make a plan to change it from conscious music to mumble rap of the day. They doing that. And it was the same effect to the private prison system. I am going to give you part of your you argument. You better give me the whole one, man. Yeah, I'm not going to give you the whole one. That's I'm not going to give you the whole one because this is the reason why I'm not going to give you the whole one. Because I think we might be reaching, I think you're reaching a little bit hard on the whole brainwashing part. Right. Because I, me personally, I can listen to that Bumble Map music all day and it won't affect me at all. Right, right, I will right. not change. And there's a lot of people I know like that have changed. I know a lot of people who are actually still conscious enough to understand what they're listening to was garbage. So I will not give you that Specifically, mm -hmm. we do know the history that music tends to move the soul, right. and you can't help that. It, it's, it's something that's in our innate nature. Okay, we are drawn to that type of vibration. That's why music is such an integral part of our lives. We have a background playing right now because we needed that just for our own self. wasn't for y'all, honestly. wasn't for this episode. wasn't for the show. It's just something that moves us through episodes. It's something that with makes us it stimulates. It's us. a catalyst. It's a catalyst. But it's not something that's gonna completely be dependent. It's something that we dependent on. I guarantee you a hundred thousand It's not something we're dependent on. If we had Chief Keith or Lil Durk in the background playing, this would be a completely different show. Subconsciously. 
We would have a completely different we, aspect. To a different aspect for who? Them or us? No, I'm talking about we would have a completely different aspect. I, I honestly would be annoyed if we had Chief Keep playing right now. I said completely different aspect. I don't, I don't, whatever your aspect is, that's what it would be. But it would not be what we have on here. Because the reason we got this is this is called Chill Hop, right? Yeah. And it's a reason why, because it allows us to express ourselves. It allows us to think about what we're saying. Right. It almost, it initiates good talk in a sense. But a lot of the rap music that we listen to today, and I heard you say something that I've heard a lot of people say. They say, man, okay, I listen to drill music. I listen to this rap music out here, but it don't affect me. Okay, I heard people say that, but I got a thousand dollars to say that's un that's incorrect because they do studies in Switzerland to see what will happen if black people listen to this particular rap. We're saying black people as a whole, but not there's always still a select amount of people who don't a key to that. No, no, no. There's I, not. Let, let, me, let me just say this because this is something that everybody always you you can't you can't run from this. You are not smarter than your brain. Okay. The brain is designed for repetition. If you hear a particular pattern, if you hear a particular reference, like if I say right now, I am white, I am white. If I keep on saying this right now, you might be like, nah, what are you talking about? Three days, what are you talking about? Two days, two years, is he white? I mean, like what, is it like something different? 10 years, I guess like he's white. Because once you hear something repetitiously, your brain is supposed to adhere to it. It's called plasticity of the neuron cells. That is who you are. So a lot of times when black people, and this is why I'm saying this, black people tend to think that they're above what they hear. Or just people in general. You're not above what you hear. And the, they bank on you feeling that way. Matter of fact, I had uh, a girl a long, long time ago, long, long time ago. She uh, made this song. R. Kelly came out with I'm a Flirt. Y'all remember that one? Yeah. I'm a Flirt. And she was like, man, I used to accuse her of flirting all the time. She was like, man, I was in the club. All of a sudden that song came on and I was talking and dancing and talking to niggas and saying I'm a Flirt. And she said she stopped herself like, wait a minute. What? And she realized what she was doing, and subconsciously she had to catch herself because the music had basically took over her mind, well, aka I, brainwash. See, I can't give it that because that might be more just impressionistic as his look. That's not. But like you, like we said, Huey Freeman, like Huey says, Huey Freeman from Boondock said, you niggas underestimate how much niggas really love R. Kelly. But that's besides the point. That's the script. That's besides the point. It's that's just real life. But that's that's actual. It's like it's art imitating life. And art does it. Exactly. That's my art point. Like. But see, that's also impressionistic. I don't believe in that impressionistic mindset. I don't believe in that. Like, I'm not going to go sit here and understand that the type of music is going to drive you to do certain things. Because that's exactly what they bank on. They're banking on that mindset to say, well, that's we had that whole argument in, in civil courts, in federal courts, about... Rap music and putting an impression on younger audiences to do drip crazy things. Like a certain level of music that even not even just rap music, not even just hip hop, rock, heavy metal, um, alternative. You know, all these different styles that leave an impression on young folks to do something. Alternative music was supposed to be responsible for people committing suicide, young folks committing suicide. Rock music used to be a heavy and heavy metal used to Influence young people to go out and do mass destructive things like kill. You know, rap and hip hop is supposed to influence young people out there to do what? Do drugs and gangbang? Like, I don't 
we've had that argument so many times, and that has thrown so many people in jail that I just can't use that as a scapegoat. I, that's like Have using that. That's like using that as a scapegoat. Music therapy. Yes, I've heard of music therapy. Okay, so in music therapy, what they do is, and it's not just about putting on Kenny G or something like that. God, Lord, I don't understand. What they do is, they put the music to a certain vibration, certain in hertz, in order for the mind to tap into the vibration, because the mind works on vibration. Everything inside of your body is constantly moving. Constantly, constantly moving. And everything inside of your body is at a vibration. Music therapy works. They put that music on a particular vibration, whether it be a happy vibration, which it is one, sad vibration, which it is one, hatred vibration, suicidal vibration. And these are actual vibrations. They use this. And this is the thing. What happens is you get somebody talking about this that... When you don't understand the actual science when it comes to actual music, when you think that you are just the only person or you're just one of many people that are not affected in an actual physiological way by this hip hop and this rap stuff, that is what they're banking on you. But they've been, wait a minute, they've been studying this stuff for hundreds of years. And not only that, they don't put billions of dollars into it. And let me ask you one thing, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You always said the chicken, we had this episode. Okay, so if the chicken came first, that means the creator came first. Now they put this rap music out there. This shy rap, this drill music. And all of a sudden now they saying that the crime rate in Chicago has just surged to the point where it's almost the highest in the United States. What is coming first, the chicken or the egg? How are people not being influenced by the same music that is showing the carnage? They saying we only rapping about life, art imitate life, right? Art imitate reality. Well, where's the reality based at? The music that they're listening to. Then they create that music. Then they have more, uh, more material to rap about to a vibration of hatred, which causes crime, which they rap about, which causes crime, which they rap about, which causes crime, which they rap about. So you're saying the catalyst of all crime right now that started back then was the cause of the music? No, what I'm telling what you, you say, is what you right. vibrations of specific rap music, especially this music that promotes violence, promotes killing, that is put at a certain tune, a certain pitch that will allow the brain to, because this is all vibration. But what caused the crime epidemic back then when it started, when all this started? What? I told you what caused it. What caused it? I'm telling you, I'm not, first of all, let's say this. Okay. I'm not going to say that rap music was the only thing that caused it, but I will say it was the background at the certain frequency, certain pitch that allowed it to keep on going on. Matter of fact, I'll give you disagree. another example. I disagree. You can agree all, you can disagree all you want I to. I'll give you another example. You and your girl about to get in the car and do something. Mm-hmm. Tell me, are you putting on church music? If you're about to have sex with your lady right now, are you putting on Donnie McCurkle? Are you putting on We Fall Down, but we... Tell me, are you going to put on that? What music are you going to put on? Hella Helly? What, what, give me a Hella Helly song. Uh, she is you remember that song? Okay. okay. Now, if you put that on in the middle, you about to make love to your woman. Wouldn't that kill the mood? 
Don't you understand what killing the mood actually means? It means that the actual act that you're about to do is not on the same frequency of the music that you're listening to. So if you put on some Trey songs and you start to listen to a tone that the producer makes that allows you to get into a romantic mood, that starts to affect your mind on a physiological and a psychological level. And that's just pure science. But you can't get away from that. But not everybody is a key to that. There's everybody has no, a no, no, see, no, 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 come on, come on. I I I gave you your point. Listen, you gave me your point. Everybody has a preference. That's more than enough. I understand your science, but everybody has a preference. People get turned off for any reason whatsoever, even with the music they listen to. So to say it's also science, it also depends on how your upbringing, how your culture was, what you were raised off of. Everybody's not always raised off the same music we listen to. You can listen to rock and get turned on. Anybody like to make love to gospel music? Somebody shout it out here. Somebody has done it. Somebody. Do you that anybody out here? <laughs> Some, you, I've heard people and, get And you're not listen. married and it one for your husband. I've heard people get turned on by the idea of Santa. <laughs> now that's just weird. I mean, you might have a somebody have a preference. Look, everybody's weird in their own way, but like I said, I understand that what you're saying, but like even back then in the culture of back then. Rap wasn't even around when a lot of the crime rate was going up. It just was. Rap been around rap, since 1970, bro. Rap I'm not, I'm not going to consider that rap. I'm not going to consider no, that rap. Bro, they was really rapping out there. I know they were rapping. And I'm talking about, hey, it. you two, I like to say, when you talk about rhythm, rhythm and when you put it in a form of poetry and a structure, that's rap music, bro. I they know. I understand that, but let's, let's, talk, let's keep it more on the, not of our cultural neighborhoods. Let's talk about where it actually started. I'm talking in the main about. Street. In no, the main I'm, street. I'm saying it because of the, y'all remember the Netflix show, The Get Down? And when they yes. were showing in the 1970s when rap actually started back then with Cool Hurt and all those type of people? Yeah. It's been around since this. It's actually been around longer than that. Because they was actually rapping uh, during Chuck Berry's time. I, I, what was that? It was a it was a comedian that was rapping. But we don't. We but don't. It, but but one is it never influenced this to what you're saying to until what in the mid eighties, early to mid eighties. It was influencing in the seventies. It was. I don't think it was. I do not believe that it was because it never was the problem that it is now. It was. It, it was never the problem back then that it was now. It wasn't a problem because the actual pitches that they were using, the actual tones that they was using, and the actual words, because words is grammar. Grammar is spells. Spells means that it will influence the mind. They were using different rhythmic patterns. They was using different cadences. It was geared towards a happier time, more move, more movement, less violence. That's what the music was geared towards then. Fast forward till now. You if you're it. not getting into some R&B stuff, then you're talking about some stuff that will influence okay. people to do. Okay. Little stuff. sidebar. We got a hip hop head right here. Will, he's on there. He's he's apparently begging me, begging us to get in on this one. Uh, Will, how you gonna do this? You wanna do this? You wanna do the FaceTime or something? What you mean? He's asking to get into this because he he got he was asking. What do you wanna say, Will? Just say tell us, say tell what you got, type it down, what you got to say. Because right now, I don't agree with what he's saying, because right now, back then, in that culture, it was never that much of a significant influence. It wasn't. Until the 80s. Then the crack epidemic came in, then the music started to reflect that. What was the soundtrack to the crack epidemic? The crack epidemic? Uh, don't push me, because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying, trying not, not to lose my, my head. head. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, we understand that. But that was then. That's because the crack game that had started, though. It wasn't because of the music. It wasn't. I'm not going to give you that. Let me just I'm not giving you let that. Let me just ask everybody this question. Not give you Do that. Do you feel music influences 
people. Anybody, anybody that's listening. Of course right it now, does. Okay, so let's not say, because now we're using cognitive dissonance. If music influences people, if more music influences moods, then how can violent music, music dealing about drugs, music dealing with just overall destitute poverty, how can that specific music, if you feel music, stimulates mood? How can that music not stimulate you into the actual frequency that they're talking about? It, this is cognitive dissonance. It's not going to stimulate you that much yes, to control is. your actions. It's not. It doesn't. People are grown people. People do what they I want to do. I, to use music for that magnitude is just used to say that's what drove me to do this. It might it's not have drove BS. You. It might not have drove you it's to it. It's BS. I'm sorry. Cognitive it's, it's, no, it's not that cognitive dissonance. It's because you are a grown person. If music influences you that much to do something like going out and shooting someone and killing someone, I'm sorry. I'm not calling that. What is bull. the background to it? It's bull. Let me give y'all another example. It's bull. Let me give you another example. What type of music do you listen to when you go and work out? I listen to a variety of music. But what is the tone? What is the frequency? What is the vibration of the music? What is the music doing to your body? If you were you, you probably want to listen to Hush little baby, don't you cry. Mama's going to buy. You would not listen to that if you were bench pressing 315 pounds. You want to know why? This is the reason. You got to remember one thing. I'm not just saying this from just, oh, I'm just making this up. I have an extensive, extensive science background on the human body. If you're listening to that music, physiologically, you have more than a thousand, a thousand metabolic things happening to you in the mind. So you're getting dopamine that's being shot. You're getting serotonin levels that may rise. You're getting melatonin levels that may drop. You're getting a whole lot of neurosynapses that are starting to function that would allow you to do what you're trying to do. And if I'm in there lifting 315 pounds and I'm listening to Hush Little Baby, I am not going to have the neurotic drive in order to get that weight up. So music, vibration, frequency, this is not, this is not Dante Chase Bridges saying this. This is the science of what it is. That causes an reaction. So it can get transferred into other things. Working out, romantic moves, and if you're thinking about doing a crime, this all works together. When I say what comes first, the chicken or the egg, I really mean that because it may not have caused you to want to kill somebody, but it so was the background music towards you doing things that you did. Now, it, it just is what it is. And one thing we just got to get out of our mind, we are not smarter than the human brain. We're just not. You're not smarter than your mind. Whatever you listen to, whatever you bring inside of your body affects you. You know how they say you are what you eat? Well, you are what you listen to. And I don't mean that you have to be out there killing people, but it does mean that your mind is going to start to be on a frequency that you might have similar thoughts like that. Or if you may have the energy, speaking from my zodiac astrology people, you might act those specific thoughts. So... That's one of the reasons why they do this. They bank on you feeling like, man, this ain't gonna affect me. Why do I wanna hurt this girl though? I'm gonna hurt somebody, this music come on. How many fights you think is caused by nothing you buck coming on in the club? You think that's just because it's just music, it's a particular vibration inside of that music that's causing that. It, this is not just by 
Chance. Speaking of Chance, there's a particular vibration in how you feel when you hear Chance the Rapper. That's because the music is set as a pitch and a frequency that would allow you. To Let me ask you a question: Do you ever <laughs> do you ever get the feeling to go start a fight when you listen to nothing you but? Yeah. Why? Because the vibration of the music. That is ridiculous. You why it's would you have that feeling though? Why? Why? See, one thing you gotta understand, bro. I have never been driven to fight anybody wait, 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 on any wait, music. Wait, I'm sorry, ask, this is not me. Go ahead, go ahead. Question. Yes. You said, why would I get that feeling? What you have to understand, I just said it, and I'm gonna say it one more time. Nobody is smarter than their human brain. I don't think this Nobody, has to do with this that. has everything to no, do with it. Because when you hear, you don't hear music in your feet. You don't hear music in your skin. You hear music in your brain. Your brain then synthesizes what you hear through the vibrations and causes your hormones, your endocrine system to start. That is, that is a fact. That's what music therapy is. That's why they use music therapy with people that has post-traumatic stress disorder because it causes a physiological affect inside of the body. That's why they do it. So if I'm in a club and none of you but come on, y'all know all of a sudden y'all might be like, oh, how many of y'all done threw up gang signs in the club because some music came on y'all ain't even in the game? <laughs> like, like real talk. <laughs> we're talking about influences. Listen, I think uh, we're, we're talking about two Y'all different extremes. Y'all throwing up No, we're they talking about, about two different extremes right here. Look, let me tell you something. And I'm going to tell you something about me. I have been listening to rap and hip-hop music for pretty much my whole life. Since the first time I bought my own CD, the first CD I remember I bought was Jay-Z's Hard Knock Life. It was a single, and I bought it at Walmart with a CD player. That was the first time I ever bought it. And ever since then, I was listening to it long before then. My mother listened to Tupac Shakur. That was her favorite artist. Matter of fact, all the young people in our family listen to Tupac Shakur. I guess most of the people on the west side of Chicago listen to Tupac Shakur, but that's not the point. The point is, for my personal speaking, now you can disagree all you want to, but in my personal experiences, in my personal experiences, <laughs> I've listened to gangster rap, I've listened to people like NWA, I have listened to Eminem, I have listened to currently Logic or Kendrick or J. Cole, I went and listened to Dead Presidents, which is mentioned, I have listened to T.I., I have listened to Ludacris, I have listened to, the list goes on and on how much music I have listened to, Snoop Dogg, uh, Biggie, Pop, I, I listen to everybody that's rap music, never at any point with all the the controversial and incriminating things they have mentioned in lyrics or producing beats have ever driven me to do anything near close to that. Okay. That's just me. Now, if y'all feel like y'all, it may have given, generated that emotion to you, then I understand that. That's fine. It's just not something I can understand because it doesn't entertain to me. It doesn't. I've never been influenced that way. Hey, y'all out here. Uh, if anybody lived in the city of Chicago around, I would say, 04 to 010, I'm about to give y'all a little nostalgia moment. Y'all remember the club Concrete? Who doesn't? I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> this might be a, a, a group thing. We don't know if everybody's been to Concrete. That's what I'm saying. This this is a Chicago thing right here. Y'all remember the club ah. Zentra? Now, come on, man. If you hold on, the thing is... Between 2004-2010, you either heard of... And, and you were of the urban culture. Mm -hmm. You either heard Zentra, Concrete... Uh, was it Blue Dolphin or Red Dolphin? What Blue was Dolphin. It? Blue Dolphin, Mr. Ricky's, 144 Club, Secret, Hearts, 
Adriana's. You heard of one of those clubs, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about specifically Concrete. This club, and it was called Crush because they changed the name. Yeah. Do y'all remember a, a certain DJ? I kind of forget his name, but all of a sudden, everybody moving around, having a good time, and all of a sudden, about 20 minutes before the club closed, he puts on grind time music, right? Y'all remember grind Ooh, Showtime? Showtime wasn't. DJ Showtime? No, that wasn't Showtime. It was, Showtime. It, was a, it was a bigger dude. He wasn't fat, but he was a bigger dude. Y'all remember Grind Time and Crush? I know you talk. Nathan's? No, I wasn't. No. Nah. I don't know. It was another dude. But I know what you're talking about, but. Grind Time and Crush. And it always would start with Trey Songs for some reason. Every time. Oh! It's for his oh. petty dropper. Yeah. It would always start like that. And I promise you. If you were just moving around aimlessly in the club, when you heard that music, the entire energy of the club shifted. It went from melancholy to almost people damn near getting pregnant on the dance floor. And if this dude right next to me say that this is not the case, I got about four to five different tapes to tell him the dude is a liar. Because I was there. Everything you were saying. I was there. Final. Anybody, if you remember us back in those days, Final. do you remember what would happen when that songs and that grind time would come on? We would turn into almost different people. I remember they had a pole in Concrete or Crush. Literally, people would be fighting to get on the pole. They weren't fighting to get on the pole when Chief Keith came on. But they was fighting to get on the pole when ah, grind time should. came on. Uh, you know, some well, people, that's a different type women, of women like to get, they, they, the got, they, they want that jump up on the stage. When that Trey Songz came on, the mood changed. People got real, real intense, a little bit freaky. People was on the, we was throwing people in the air. People was on the pole. People, it, it got real hot, nasty, and sweaty That does not tell it. all our business up in there. Yeah, it was a wild let's, time let's, back let's keep, in those some stuff we keep in the house. I have lived my life. I will say that. I, I'm, I will say I didn't. I didn't waste my twenties. Some have lived our lives more than that club more than others. But the point is, do you see and do you remember the actual switch? Well, I'm gonna tell you scientifically what that switch was. You were producing a lot of serotonin at the moment when you were being melancholy because that's a stabilizer hormone. But when that grind time came on. The body released dopamine inside of your head, which causes you, the sympathetic nervous system, to switch into what you call a more romantic, sexy mood. That's what's happening. See, the one thing you got to understand, I keep on saying this, science studies you for hundreds of years. You think it's a coincidence that you feel the way you do, but they know it to a T what you're going to do, how you're going to react, and what you're capable of doing when a certain frequency comes on. That's why you have the different types of genres of music. Alright, well, real quick, you got about, oh, yeah. about five minutes left. So, oh let's get to one thing. So, since we didn't have this, we could go on and on, but let's do just dig a little deeper into our personalities. Who do you fuck... Sorry. Clean it up. Buffalo Wild Wing. I, I understand Jamba Juice is sponsoring me. Man, okay. Who do you rock with? Listen to. Who do you listen to right now? Who do you listen to back then and now? Okay, back then, I used to really rock with Nas. I was a a huge Jay-Z fan. I was um, a huge... 
I wasn't I was into more R and B. So I was more into Drew Hill. I was more into um Jagged Edge. Um DMX. I was I was a big DMX fan. Now, oh my god. I like the internet. Shout out to the internet, one of the dopest people out there. I like Sampha. I, I mess with um Anderson Park. Um man, just just a lot of dope MCs out there. Shout out to Mac Miller, R.I.P. Shout out to XXX to Texion, R.I.P. Those are the type of people that I get into today. You know, I, I don't necessarily like a lot of the mainstream rap for today, but that's kind of my preference. And one of the reasons why I will tell you is because my mentality shift. I became more conscious over the years. So, you know. I will I say that I'm a little different. I'm close to you, but not really that. See, I like I said, yeah, I'm we a different. We different. Yeah, we different. See this. <laughs> I'm a Chicago kid through and through. Growing and raised. So I listened to mostly, I grew up more on not only just Tupac Shakur, but I grew up on the Chicago, what Chicago hip hop scene. I used if you to say Twister. Yep. Oh. Twister. Because I'm from the West Side. We had the Twisters. Right. We had the Do or Dies. We had the Crucial Conflicts. Everybody was. So Everybody had it. <laughs> Notorious. I used to listen to Notorious. You know, I used to listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Right. Back then, we grew up on that. Um, I specifically remember this. this we the brat. I'm sorry, we used to the brat. You know, the brat's from Chicago. All right. Uh, like I said, Chicago rap was a little bit deep on the west side than anywhere else. Also, but now no. I gotta say, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs. They were Harmony. Midwest. You know, mid. They're in the Midwest. Um, used to rock with them R&B, real heavy on R&B, and I'm talking about not really so much the new school. Wait, what am I talking about? Hold on, man. A uh, juvenile, uh, Cash Money. Uh, but see, juvenile because that was around 99 to two thousand. I was listening to him in about sixth, seventh grade, man. So I used to juvenile. Rock with let me tell you something about juvenile. Juvenile. Let me tell you something. Cash Money recently took up the man of the Oh God! Wait, I'm sorry, man. Three uh, Six Mafia. But that's oh, yeah. all we listened to in high school. Yeah, Three Six Mafia. That's all I listened to. Three in Six high Mafia school. and No Limit. That's all I listened. No to. Six Mafia, No Limit. Okay, Project yeah, was Pat. that? I listened to R and B side. Now I really, I really did listen to. Uh, a little bit of Drew Hill, Silk, Silk Joe C. Uh, I grew up on the Vine. I grew up yeah. on Tyrese. Tyrese. I grew up on what's that young lady's name? Uh, I can't remember. Sade. Everybody grew up on Sade. You grew up on Sade because your mom used to play when y'all was yes! in the house. <laughs> you and swept, thank you, mama, you for growing up on Sade. And thank you for growing up on Sade. Yeah. I listened to. I actually got into her recently. Recently. Mm-hmm. Hers getting into it. Like I said, he talks a lot of trash about it. I don't give a damn. I like LMA. 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 LMA, LMA is about to be bloody. She could be huge, I'll tell you right now. LMA. Um, I absolutely hate Destiny's Child. I can't stand him. Yeah. A lot of people out there know I don't like Destiny's Child. But see, my thing was, uh, when I was younger, my uncle used to live with us. And he used to like stuff like, I don't know if y'all know this group called Ace of Base. Oh, oh yeah, all that she, she wants, wants is about a baby. So yeah. a lot of the music that I used to listen to back then, that it was that type of music. Well, I see. I I was also a '90s kid. Like I liked a lot of the '90s music. Like I did like, uh, um, what was that? The one? I did. I, not, not only that, 
90s going into the 2000s, I started getting into a little bit of a rock, like alternative. Linkin Park. I like the my, alternative rock. Oh, yeah, alternative. Linkin Park was Biscuit. one of my all time favorite. Uh, you didn't like Limp Biscuit? You know what? Oh, man, see, we about to get off the rock. Right. Limp Biscuit, Blink 182, um, MTV. Look, MTV kind of changed it, but you know what? We go on and on and on. But guess what we got to do? We got to wrap up the show, man. You know how the time fly when you having a good argument? We having a good argument. It was man. a really good argument. Anyway, this has been another episode of the Brothers Podcast. We're going to give it up ourselves real quick. I was your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. The Voice of Chicago. And I am CP, his alter ego, apparently. You can catch my show Tuesdays, Real Talk with Dante Chase Bridges, UBM. Tune in. We out of here. Peace.